All right, it is 2022 Black History Month. Welcome to the Love in the Black podcast. We're your hosts, Miss Long. And Mr. Bill Wealth. Talking all things love and money because just being in love doesn't pay the bills. I will say that, yes, you can still refer to me as Miss Long because I'll always be, but I am officially Mrs. Smith. Woo woo! Because we are seven months into this marriage thing now. Woo woo! Um, it's pretty intense. Um, we'll get intense? Into- yeah. Uh, it's pretty intense. Marriage is intense. No one said marriage was easy, but <laughs> Jesus Christ, help me. <laughs> oh, wow, that's how you know <laughs> Just kidding. I love it so much. I love Jasper so much. <laughs> I'm not even blinking, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a minute since we've recorded. So much has happened in this first seven months. Yeah, the last time we were here wedding shit part one it was all about the things leading up to the wedding and we had it on July 10th of 2021 we tied the knot it was a beautiful day uh wedding planning was intense but I'm glad that we had that moment well actually moments to celebrate this time in our life it was a hot day like out of all the days of last summer like, that was one of the hottest days in, like, the whole Bay Area. Like, who knew that we would get that kind of luck to be out there? <laughs> I mean, it was upper 80s in Oakland, but, yeah, I'm not mad at the weather. It was just, like, that's just crazy that, though, we picked that day. and We can't predict the weather, but I take that over, like, having inclement weather. So Absolutely. Um, all of our guests from out of town didn't really have to wear coats we got to just enjoy the beauty of Oakland which I'm super happy about um there were there were definitely things that went wrong on our wedding day but um yeah get out of here stuff went wrong come on stop it (laughs) they will go down in history um I don't know if I want to go into them I don't so I, I don't I don't I think we've we've told the story enough <laughs> if you want to know <laughs> that, that, that'll be for a separate conversation about when you think you got it all planned out and it doesn't go anywhere close to plan that's it's kind of like life though you know you, you think it's going to happen one way you plan it out chart it out and it still doesn't seem to work out because they're there are just some things that are not in your control. Yeah, there's things that are out of your control. And my motto in life is, you know, just you can't get hung up, hung up on things that are out of your control. And ultimately, we had a beautiful day. The weather was great. We got married. We're married now. And that's that. And we had also a beautiful reception in North Carolina as well. And with everything that is still going on, in the world, I will say that I feel super blessed that we were able to gather our family, our closest family and friends, both here in California and in North Carolina without any COVID incidents. Not one. Not one incident. So uh, shout out to the universe for uh, (laughs) protecting us and our families during that time because I wouldn't 
I don't know if that would be the same situation if we would have had it today with how things just spread and ish like that. But here we are. So, definitely fortunate nothing happened at either event. And, you know, and I, a lot of people were nervous about both events and whether they wanted to travel. But I was like, look, at this point, I don't want that to jeopardize, like, this special, these special days. So, like, I was hugging everybody. Dapping people up, taking photos, smiling, giggling, having a good time. And not forgetting that it's, you know, pandemic life. We did everything that we could um, that was within our control to yeah. um, prevent anything with it. We had masks there. We, you know, gave people the option to wear masks. Um, you know, we definitely let people know if you were feeling any type of sick, don't bring your ass up, like, up in our shit because I'm not with it. <laughs> I will look at you crazy if you come up in here coughing and doing all kind of craziness. Um, but yeah. Yo, so I just thought about this too. So. The oak, like the actual ceremony in Oakland, everybody was on time, and I'm I'm like really punctual if y'all didn't know, and I made sure Tiana when she was sending out reminders like, hey, we're starting at 1:30. Like, if you ain't inside the gate, you gonna be watching the ceremony, which wasn't gonna take long, but you gonna stand outside the gate. That was one of the main feedbacks people gave us. Like, oh my god, you guys were so on time, like. <laughs> <laughs> and as soon as the time struck, it was like, okay, we're getting started. Music started. Yeah, I was like, yeah, you walking out at 1 30, like, Jasper, I'll come get you. Like, it was a whole, like. Yeah, shout out to our coordinator um, in our event space for uh, keeping us on track. They ain't paying no sponsorship, so I'm not going to say that they agree. Nothing, I understand. But, yeah. <laughs> but, but great they were great. great help. Yeah. We, we paid great money for, for, oh, for all of that. Oh, <laughs> um, now, that, that was my like the fact that it started on time and everybody was there. The only person that was late that was a traffic issue that they were coming from Sacramento. That's it. Like everybody else was like, "Yo, we in the seat, ready to go." And I mean, it was just it was a great day. It was a long day. And for for us being two individuals that are um, monetarily conscious, I would like to toot our horn because I'm very proud that. Like, we are in no debt from our wedding. <laughs> hey Like, we had... I don't even know if we had a budget, but... We did, and I think we went slightly over because of the venue stuff. That that was it. Like, I think we lowballed the... There were just... It, like, shit is just expensive. Yeah. Like, food, food is the most expensive <laughs> component. And so let me tell you, okay, you guys, people, some people feel bad when like you don't invite them, but like we had, being that the time that we were in, we had like, we had a cap. We had a cap of how many people were going to be there and that it really left us, left us with about like 35 people each. Okay. That is not a lot of people. Um, however, that is a lot of food. And per plate, I was very adamant and concerned about ensuring that everyone had enough food. So the day of when, you know, not everyone showed up or things like that, 
I was upset. I was very upset because it is very inconsiderate of people to RSVP not show up. And people are paying their good hard-earned money. And I will not forget. Yeah, okay. and, and the, the 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 other side of that is there are people we couldn't invite, and so I've been yes. getting I got a lot of flack of like people like you forgot me. I was like, yes. I ain't forget. I just knew we had a limit, and and, and and for me it was I knew everybody wasn't going to travel to the West Coast, but for those who I knew would travel, I was like I can't even invite them because we got you know we got family who's actually here, right. like proximity. It makes sense to add them because they're close, and then. You know, week of, I think we had, I don't know, anywhere from five to eight cancellations. Some of them I kind of knew because they weren't even responding to me. And I'm like, but you said you were going to come. So just know if you said you were going to come and didn't come, I am gladly holding a grudge against you. But here's how you can make it up. The registry is still open. Just get us the most expensive thing on the registry. Loving the, loving the black.com holla okay. yeah, that, that'll make it all smooth and so I didn't take it I, I just felt bad again because I knew there were people who I thought would probably come but I was like uh, we gotta get these numbers right and unfortunately you know it is what it is I don't think again nothing goes to plan and ultimately the people that were supposed to be there were there yeah. and and that's that so wedding check check that off the list of things to do in this journey of life together that Jasper and yeah. I have All right, so one, one more thing before we hop off the wedding stuff. I, so I enjoyed the wedding ceremony today. And then I also, I thoroughly enjoyed North Carolina. Not only just like the venue was dope, uh, speaking of expenses, because I it was mandatory we had open bar at both events. Yeah. Again, having the open bar was more expensive than the venue. And I'm like, this is crazy, yeah. but you know, Everybody had a good time. I just enjoy like the after party, you know, at the house. Uh, that was the first time we had kind of a big gathering at my parents' house in so long. And we used to do a lot of stuff back in the day. And it was just, everybody was out. Like even my mom doesn't necessarily care to always like entertain. Like she had such a great time. People enjoy talking to her, yeah. and, you know, families there. And then the fact that we were like, we're going out in Durham. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I, and the fact that nobody got COVID is still yeah. incredible because yeah. the last spot we went to was a bar that's frequented by college students. And uh, right, yeah, they actually shut down. It was a COVID hotbed the next yeah. morning. And I'm like, let's go get tested. But it was so <laughs> fun in the time. Luckily, like we said, ourselves, the people we were with did not get COVID while we were out. But I hadn't even been out like that at nighttime. <laughs> we literally stayed out till 2 a.m. Like, I felt like it I was, was in like, college. It, was it probably was, but um, it was too much. I had a family member who served as our driver who dropped us off at about 3.30 and then proceeded to go home. And then we saw him the very next morning at uh, Tyson's birthday. <laughs> His nephew's birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good time, oh, for sure. Time. Got to see you. More of my family, I'm, I was so happy for my family that was able to come out to North Carolina um, because it, it was closer because uh, they live they live in the South. So, you know, good time with family and friends. Um, and I think, I think for everyone that was in attendance, it was great for them too because it was like the first time that they were able to gather with other people as well and see a lot of people that they hadn't seen in a long time and um what i also loved was 
Like our photographers were great at both events and really Hands down. gave us yes. gave us great moments captured um, that we were able to utilize in our um, in our thank you cards. And I think having those pictures digitally is great, but I I come from a family where we have so many photo albums and so I know that I will never forget where I came from because like my grandmother and my mom they they all they have so many photos printed out and these days all of our photos are just on our phones and they're not a lot of them are not backed up anywhere they're not always printed out and so like if you lose a phone or your phone breaks your pictures are usually gone and so you know I love having you know them digitally but I really wanted people to be able to, you know, frame these moments. And so I went through all of our photos um, from both events and, uh, you know, documented who was there, printed out like all of the photos and included them in our thank you cards for people because I just thought that these were moments that people need physical copies of um, to remember the times that we were able to actually spend together because who knows when the next time that'll be so shout out to our photographers for helping us capture those moments agreed and what's wild is when you know you have a wedding a honeymoon a, a second reception we were still working the whole time and yeah. i think people kind of know you know you got to spend some money and time and playing and all that but like last summer was kind of a blur for me but also keep in mind that i had made a decision to go back in with a uh, financial firm because I had a partner there and I was really kind of restarting my financial planning practice like I've had the build wealth movement you know I'll say the, the educational type of work but I really was, I had this itch to kind of get back into like full-blown planning primarily from the investment standpoint of helping out with my clients with investments and and what's crazy is that I started June 1st so yeah. I had roughly a month of like onboarding, training, getting reacclimated to the, you know their ways of doing business, and then we just have a wedding, honeymoon, North Carolina. Yeah. And when I look back at this, and I don't know if I shared this with you, but starting in July, I closed a piece of business every week up until maybe like the week before we left to North Carolina. Now, if you ask me how, I couldn't. It was I was I didn't have time to waste, and I think that's what it did. It helped me to focus on like getting back into that mode of like, yeah, just because you're doing stuff in your life doesn't mean you uh, you don't let your business down. Like you don't let yourself down. You don't let your clients down. You just keep you find the time, and and so I was in this space where I'm like, I'm working, but I'm still thinking about like all the stuff we got planned for the summer. And then I knew I was also going to be in a program, uh, this incubator program that was gonna start in September. And so now I'm thinking to myself like, a lot's about to happen <laughs> after this crazy summer, but I wouldn't trade it for the world because it actually got me very, very focused on kind of this next stage which we'll talk about shortly. And so I guess it's like, this is your preparation for like your life to come. And yeah, I look back on it now, I'm like, I was like in the zone. Yeah, really, <laughs> like, really thinking about um, Jasper and I's professional life. It's really, it's really hard because 
his dad, his dad, your dad is always like, you two pick this this type of life. And it's like, yeah, we did because we're both entrepreneurs. We both have very strange ways in which they're not strange. They're just not atypical ways in which we bring in income and they're not as stable as they used to be. Like when we first met, we were both working very corporate, you know, suit and tie type of jobs. And then life just turned upside down and we have been on this ride of entrepreneurship and like I work three jobs, sometimes more um, with, you know, real estate being one. Um, I'm an ops manager for a real estate team. I've been doing that for three years Um, and being in real estate, I wanted to know more about property management so I started working with a property management company and I will say that job is more just because I like the benefits and homegrown needed benefits because we got some things going on and (laughs) benefits is like so you don't realize how important some of these things are you know especially when you go from having a you know a very corporate job with benefits that are amazing and you get the best doctors and all that and then and then you quit your job and decide oh I'm gonna be an entrepreneur okay um well here's covered California and <laughs> and Kaiser costs four hundred dollars a month for insurance and you don't you don't get all the options you want when um when you're confined to those protected spaces but regardless we work very hard um and yeah last summer was a blur but at the same time we were definitely continuing to uh, do one of the things that's very important to us which is continue to build wealth and um, stack our nest egg and invest and do all the things that we hold near and dear to our financial future and i know jasper is very adamant about you know educating others and their families about the importance of these things too. Yeah, um, that's what I do every day, all day. I hear disrupting generational poverty. And I also think about how, like the advice that I give to people, I always would ask myself, would I, or should I be doing the same thing that I'm telling my clients to do? And the resounding answer is yes. And so when I find myself like having a conversation with Tiana about our finances, I'm always thinking as if one of my financial planners was telling me to do this, would I do it or would I not do it? And so I think a lot of times we uh, sometimes don't keep the main thing the main thing and we lose sight of that. And that's what causes us to maybe have some additional stress or to take on, you know, too much responsibility in some regards and we stress ourselves out. But when, when we have this plan, although we know it's not going to be perfect, at least you have a framework. And so, you know, getting married was kind of this first wave and the next wave, and I knew this well before we got married was Tiana was like, oh, we're going to start a family. Because if you listen to (laughs) Wedding Shit Part 1, you will hear my logic of when, how, and why. (sighs) Why we're pregnant now. Yay. (laughs) So some of y'all going to be like, oh my God. So... Yo, real, real shit, yo. We got married July 10th, maybe almost two months to the day. 
a handful of people I was like, hey, scan the QR code. And then of course it erupted with them like, oh my God. Uh, and it, you know, it took us a little while to think before I house it. You know, enough time had passed where people kind of forgot they had a great time with us. But yeah, I was like, Tiana, do you not want to tell people? She's like, they'll find out they scanned it. Like, or they won't find yeah. out. I don't care. Because those who matter will know. Okay? There's a lot of people that matter to me do not know. Well, maybe they should scan and read cards. <laughs> Again, you know, reading is fundamental, people. I'm just, I'm just saying. But being pregnant now gives us a whole other journey in this in this life that we are starting. And you know, again, we started the Love the Black podcast because just being in love does not pay the bills. The baby is a whole deal. And trust me, they will be contributing as soon as they pop out. Maybe we gonna find something to do. Yeah. Ain't nobody living up in here for free. Okay. <laughs> and. I think talking about like what we do professionally and and how we're generating income because it it just it didn't just stop at the wedding right like the wedding was kind of it well obviously we're we're gonna get married you don't need to get married but I will say that Jasper is the more traditional one and I think for him, getting married was the step that needed to happen before the baby came. First, me, I was like, well, if this is happening, like, it needs to come on because mama's ready and I have a timeline I've been working with. So, engagement, marriage. That's what we were not engaged for a very long time. We were not engaged for even a whole year because as soon as it happened, I was like, okay, how does this timeline work? First comes love, then comes marriage. And here comes the baby in the baby carriage. And we got the baby carriage right here. That was the first gift that we received. Okay, it's sitting here waiting to be built in, I will say, as we segue into this next conversation, into the home that I didn't anticipate us having our baby in. And this this kind of goes into um, things that you cannot control, even though you kind of can't control it, but we're controlling it in a different way and you know if you listen to um our episode about december 2020 being like a fire dumpster you'll know kind of our journey with um attempting to be homeowners in the great city of oakland um and we were trying again to buy a home because we're, we're going to need more space. Where we live now will accommodate, but it's not in the ideal location um, that I would love to bring a child into this world in, you know? Um, it'll do, but we were, we were going to try to transition into our starter home, but that's not going to happen because Jasper is very... Uh, how do I say adamant about not being house rich and cash poor? So, which is most of America, you know that. So, I'm, I'm glad you said it that way because I don't think homeownership is a bad thing. I just think people put it on this pedestal that it is the epitome of wealth in this country, which is total bullshit. 
in my eyes, right? People are getting into more debt in hopes of an asset that will appreciate in 30 years. Everybody says it's gonna appreciate. We don't know, we hope it does. But Americans, people have just been sold on this. And I'm like, yo, there are people who are really wealthy, who may not own a house, but own businesses, own you know other assets. And, and, and again, I, I, I don't knock owning real estate when it's appropriate, but it becomes such a, a cash drain on people because of this notion that when I own a home, I have arrived. And what ends up happening is you're pretty much cash poor for like a year unless you bring in a whole bunch of dough. So you have to make other sacrifices in your life or other parts of your financial plan suffer temporarily because you got to get the house in order. You got bills that you can't predict. You know, people not having rent. I said, but rent is set or it goes up a little bit. A house is unpredictable. And when you don't have a stable income, it's a little bit different. And so that's my only pushback on people like rushing into home ownership. Even our current situation is like, yo, it, it's, it hasn't been a, a big priority, but I understand it's my wife's price. She wants to get a house. I'm like, I got you, but. And I obviously have certain thoughts that differ from his because I'm a realtor and I understand the market that we are in, that we are trying to buy in and and how things appreciate here. And we're gonna get into this, but we're gonna go to a quick commercial break. We will be right back. All right, we are back. Love the Black Podcast. Let's talk about this house shit. Okay, so Jasper was talking about all the reasons that he you know, thinks it's very important to not be house rich, cash poor. I agree. Um, but on the flip side, here in the Bay Area, land is limited and housing, there has not been evidence to support that housing is not going to appreciate in this market. So right there, I'm just like, okay. And this is the challenge that I see with a lot of our clients is they wait they keep waiting to buy a home thinking that it's just gonna get more affordable when the opposite happens like the housing prices just continue to increase and unless your income is significantly increasing as well you're ending up in the same situation of you you become the amount of home that you can afford becomes less and less and so I, of course, want to get us in this market ASAP, ASAP. And the challenge that is being presented to us is because of how we bring in income and what that means for lenders. And that's where things get real tricky because we have the income. But because of how we bring it in, like lenders don't don't acknowledge that. For example, I have a full-time W-2 job. I also own a company where I bring in income, but that is only tracked on your tax returns, right? And then I have another W-2 job that I work part-time 
And that job is not counted either because you have to work, if you work, say you work a full-time job and a part-time job, you have to have worked both jobs for two consecutive years before they will count both income streams, which is crazy to me, but that's the way it is. It just, it just is the way it is. It doesn't, it doesn't matter how much savings we have. It doesn't, it doesn't, none of that matters. And then the fact that Jasper just started working with his new company um, mid last year and the way he works on commission, it, it just puts us in a very um, not ideal position for them to be like, okay, you can actually afford the type of home that you want, even though we can, if they would give us the mortgage for it. But um, well, here's, here's only where I kind of pushed back was, <clears throat> I understand all the things that Tiana is sharing with you all. However, comma, a house is an optional expense in my eye. A child, it's, coming like we can't stop the child from coming i think of all the variable expenses that are going to come into our lives as a result of bringing this child into the world and so now we couple us being entrepreneurial in nature with how we earn and now we're adding a whole ton of extra expenses some that will have i don't know extremely high variable <laughs> tendencies or just unknown and so for me as the, the planner, I always think about like, if I could alleviate some of the stressors in my life to get, I don't want to necessarily say stable, right? You're gonna, we're gonna have a lot of, I'll say unknowns with the child, but like, I know that's coming. And so I just see so many of my clients who they rush to get these houses and then their lives are just so much extra stressful only because they've added this very big expense and so when people are like, well, it's worth going through the fire, I say, well, I, can, I feel like we should delay some of that because I know that there will be a house when we actually are like really, really ready, we'll find what we're looking for. Now, that's my take on it because again, owning a home has never been a top priority for me. It's been the business, running a successful business. Um, I've read about a lot of well-to-do people who for whatever reason don't care to necessarily own a home because their expenses are, I won't say fixed, they're just, uh, they're easier to project when you know your rent is gonna be X, your food expense, your gas, your, you know, usual, the, the, the typical things you need to survive, your food, you know, uh, a little bit of travel, a little bit of fun. A house is that big unknown for a lot of people and as an entrepreneur, you are just adding so much more stress to your overall life because not only are you trying to grow a business and be successful, but now you've got this other headache, which is your house. And it, it, it doesn't stress me out, but then like, I'm also like looking at if we're putting it off, we're putting off buying a home for another year, we're going to stay where we are. And I just look at what we're spending every month on rent and recognizing that like, that's not equity. That's just, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say throw it away because luckily we are renting from a friend. So we know where the money is going and and I love being able to, you know, support our friend this way. Um, but at the same time, we're not getting that money back. We're not gonna see that that money 
any any anytime anywhere ever again in our lifetime and that and that's the opportunity that's cost, right? That, that's the opportunity. That is the opportunity. And so so if you're listening, like nobody's wrong in how we're attacking this, right? It's just this is a real this is real shit you gotta deal with when you have a significant other, spouse, and you have a family. But I don't think a lot of families go through this kind of oh, we've had it out. And and so I don't think a lot of people are willing to go that far, which ends up resulting in something worse worse down the line because you didn't hash it out when you should have. Absolutely. Somebody kind of forced a decision. You maybe didn't speak your mind and now you got this headache and you're like, I really wish you wouldn't have done this. Well, you should have voiced your concerns months ago before we did it. But I don't think a lot of, you know, couples openly communicate about the finances. And, and they don't have the, they don't have the team, Agreed. the team around Agreed. them to educate Agreed. them. So um, I would well, like yeah. to, yeah. I would like to plug that anyone that is thinking about home ownership and thinking about their own income and, and how they can afford a home, go ahead and, you know, holla at me, urbandeveloper.com, tiana.long at compass.com. Um, I have a great list of lenders that I know would be more than happy to explain the process to you because what I was explaining for our situation may seem a bit complicated, um, but it, it is complicated. Like yeah, I, lending uh, is complicated. Yeah. And you know, you want to really understand what you're gonna be up against, what you're dealing with when you are going through the process of trying to become a homeowner in this market in the Bay Area. Um, so go ahead and reach out. But again, when it comes to us, we've definitely had to have a number of conversations about our own situation, how we want to deal with it, what we're going to do, because ultimately we want to have a plan for how we're going about this because um, in three months, <laughs> it's going to be a whole different story when <laughs> little baby Smith is out here crying around and, and I, don't, I won't have the capacity, I already know, so we really have to figure out what we were going to do now because if we were going to try to find a home before the baby came, like now would be the time where we would be looking, going to open houses, all of that stuff. And me being the realtor, that it would be a very busy time for me. And ultimately we're not. So I can relax a little bit on that end and you know continue to focus on serving, serving other clients and helping them find homes and you know, just bringing in some more money before before we have this kid on our hands. And just so y'all know, like I, I'm I'm totally supportive of like what Tiana wants. I just think about it from an income perspective where if and here here's why. So the program we were looking into, like we'd qualify, right? Because maybe, maybe. maybe. And then and then we were going through the scenario of well if I were to get a job, then we totally wouldn't even qualify. Because I know about what I can earn on the open market, just because I know. And so you're in this position where you're like, you're just poor enough to maybe get some money from a program, but if you go about it the right way, you don't qualify for shit. Yeah. And so then it requires you to have to come out of pocket more in terms of savings. So it is this it's this uh double-edged sword. Yeah, because you 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 want to try to get something for the low if you can. Like, all right, it ain't looking that good. We can get it. 
But then you got to figure out, well, how am I going to pay for said expenses if we do get it? Because, you know, you're, the goal is you get a home and don't have to lose it, which happens to a ton of people. And sometimes it's because I think their realtors are selling them houses they shouldn't, they shouldn't. Like, they just, it's too much house for you. But because we're so, again, I think it goes back to this notion that home ownership is like your key to success. But everybody, here, here, here's my, here's my, um, here's a project I would love to do. When everybody gets a new house, y'all see this shit on social media. You do the signing ceremony, take the picture, all that. You don't see no more fucking photos from these people for the next, I don't know, year or two because the house is a damn cash drain. You're so excited to sign these fucking papers and bet money. You never see the one month after they sign those papers when the you thought something would get delivered, your contract is full of shit. And so they, you don't see the rest of the story. So all we see is you saved some money, got your credit right, and got your house because you saw the signing ceremony. And everybody goes ape shit and like, and oh, congratulations, blah, 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 blah. And they don't fucking follow up with you and say, well, how's it really going? And Jack, Jack is real optimistic, guys. If you, <laughs> you can't tell. Listen. Don't get off my seat. Yes, please get off your sofa. Because, right now. But, but, see, I, but I see the real story as a financial planner. I understand. I, I understand. That happens to some people. Jason, I, I'm big. I, but again, if it was such a great thing, why don't people post two, three months after they own a home? Tell me why. Because their life goes on and there's other things. Their life is stressed. And they thought it was the greatest thing since sliced bread. Now they ask, they got no money to go to the club. They can't go on vacation. We, we should fight. I'm telling you, this, this is how I talk to my clients. So like, is it the best thing you should do right now? I, did, I, I think sometimes we're so adamant about, I got to get it right now. And I totally feel like, nah, it, should, it shouldn't feel like stressful to go the process is stressful enough with all the shit you gotta submit but it shouldn't feel like this this big burden and that's how I was feeling like Tim we're gonna have this extra responsibility that we can actually avoid and I'd rather us focus on being the greatest parents ever and then working on building these empires so long story short there will not be instant gratification for me in our home ownership process and maybe um next year we'll have another podcast to tell you guys about our journey when we actually are gonna go through with starting to look for a home but it's not now and i'm not bitter about it so don't worry okay it's fine it's totally fine we're gonna have this baby in this lovely condo and it's gonna be great (laughs) with all of the night walkers and (laughs) sex trafficking outside you know and raids it's gonna be great urban living at its finest and we are gonna do it like this child is gonna know what a sideshow is they sure are early age as long as we are in this space but like you said urban living urban living okay ain't nothing like my beautiful city of oakland california i wouldn't trade it for the world here we are Gotta love it. Good time, good time. So this, this baby stuff. Let's, let's get back to this baby stuff. Yeah, man. You're a little slow right now, too, in the stomach area. Yeah, it's... A, it's, little, a little bit slow. It's kind of intense, and um, I'm really surprised that I haven't had to get up to use the restroom yet for all this cakiness, <laughs> but, you know, I'll take my wins where I can. Um, it's It's been a very interesting journey, I think. Maybe, maybe in a month or two, 
um, we can have another episode talking just a bit more about this journey, but it's very different than I anticipated. All the things that I thought I would be super excited about, no. baby registries, no. putting together like no. a baby shower, Negative. putting a nursery together. How is that? I'd be so excited about these things. Like, I think, no. I think that happens to most women. So what's funny about what she's sharing is, I have a lot of conversations with, you know, older people who got kids. And from the husband's perspective or the male's perspective, like I think the woman has seen or heard and so in their minds, it's supposed to go a certain way. And it never seems to it me. never does. And, and like do, do not get anything else here. I'm I'm so excited for this baby to come out and for us to find out who they are. We're not finding out the sex until they pop out. We're not naming it until it comes out. All of these things, like, so don't ask us no questions like that, okay? Um, but just for the process of, like, when you find out to when they arrive, you th- these are the things that I guess society has conditioned us to think would be super exciting. Like, when I started to put together the registry and I had to look at fucking strollers and cribs and figure out which one no 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 what I did was I hollered at one of our very good friends who had just had a baby like two years ago and I was like help me and she kindly put together my entire registry and I thank her for that because otherwise you know this baby might just be in some white onesies from Target (laughs) and you know it would get a crib but I don't I don't know I don't know. I don't think we're going to have a, a normal baby shower. We might do something virtual because, like I said, we were super um, blessed to be able to get through all of the wedding stuff without any COVID incidents. But um, I don't feel that that is a possibility these days. So I don't, I'm not even trying to get people together or look for venues um, because of all these vax mandates. And, and it's, it's just too much. And that's that is a stress. Putting together a baby shower is a stress that I'm not willing to take on right now. Not buying a house is not the stress that concerns me. Putting together a baby shower is the stress that I'm like, oh no, I'm good. So And I'm glad, not only because we're keeping the, the gender a secret to, to the world, to ourselves, right? We're not even gonna know. We're just, it's just gonna be a surprise when this thing comes out, right? And so, the gender reveal parties which are just all the craze like tiana and myself were like nah like it was a quick nah and i i don't knock the people who do them but i was like what is the point and i didn't know aside from like doing the actual reveal what else went you don't even get gifts at that thing i don't i I honestly actually don't know i've never been to one but um we're not we're not doing any of those things. Um, I think the most we're gonna do is we're gonna do like a pregnancy photo shoot, send out some cards and announcements with the registry, and maybe we'll do like a sip and see afterwards, a couple months afterwards, depending on how the world works. We might do a, a virtual baby shower. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. Uh, maybe I should think about it because we don't have that much longer. Um, but as of now, it's not um, a top priority of mine. The top priority is keeping my stress level down. Um, trying to sleep at night. Trying to sleep at night <laughs> on the right position. Um, and yeah, just making sure that all of my vitals are healthy and 
normal and that I'm getting enough nutrients to um, try to ensure that I have a great labor and delivery situation because I'm scared of all the unknowns. I'm always scared of the unknowns, okay? I'm the type of person that I don't even want to watch a scary movie. Like, I want to fast forward through the whole thing and know what happens. And then I can watch it from beginning to end because I know what my reactions will be. But I can't do that with having a baby. And that is not very settling for me. So I'm, you know, reading, reading all the books I can um, and just getting prepared because also like everyone has an opinion, has had their own experience. And I know that mine could be similar, but it also could not. So I'm also just trying to like live in my own experience, live in our experience. Y'all say she said mine first, right? So she be doing that, but you know, but, 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 but. <laughs> he can't say that I'm not be including him in no, all no, of no, 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 no. I'm, I'm not even going, I'm not going to fight you just because I don't know what it's like to have something growing inside me, right? Like I, I'm not going to like try to. I, I can't know what it's like to have all those changes happen over the last what, five months. Yep, so I, I just sit back and say, okay, I got to check up on her, make sure she's good. I too got to keep moving forward. Yes, I have to think about like, how do I support my wife and, you know, this child. So my thinking is just keep checking up on her. There's something that I won't be able to control. I don't kind of stress out like Tiana does because it's, it's not my body. It's, <laughs> I just gotta be there. And I've taken the approach of just asking her, like, you, what do you need me to do if there's anything? And that's how I'm gonna leave it. But don't let Jasper fool y'all because I'll be like, Jasper, I need you to tie my shoes. Oh, and he'll be like, stop it. I'm gonna get you some slip ons. Yo, real shit. They're like, yo, when they got shoes that you can just slip on, why would, why would, would, you, why, why would we go out and buy? special shoes when he could take one minute out of his day. But what she ain't telling y'all, what if I ain't home and you gotta go somewhere? It, boom, slip it in, be done. I can sleep well at night knowing that when I ain't home, I'm not, even, I'm, not even gonna, I'm not even gonna go into why his logic is just not applicable to our situation. But just know y'all, he tried to pawn off this special opportunity that I don't get very often to help me. You done? No. He's trying to pawn this off. Like, he's just gonna do whatever he can do to support me. But then when I ask for specific things, he he be trying to, oh, we gonna get you some special shoes for that. They're not even special. <laughs> You're making them sound like you, these are just for this moment in your life where and then you have the nerve to send me the clip about the actual shoot. I only sent him the clip because it was funny that it popped. It's not funny. It shit ain't funny. It's like that's why you invest in that shoe because now and the shoe might actually be comfortable. Let alone it's for pregnant women just slip done. Never gotta worry about bending down again, y'all. She gives it this one side up. You don't want to just bend down. I'm not always it's gonna not be here. here. I'm not always gonna be here. You gotta put your shoes on. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're moving on. This is uh, so yeah, um, I think that's really a summary of 
um, what marriage is right now for us. She's and, personal. Uh, every day she she doing something to test me. He loves me so much. <laughs> he, he tells me, Tiana, I love you so much. Okay, so don't 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 listen. Don't listen to the noise. Just know that we are on this journey. We're on it together. Some days are better than others, but what do we continue to do? Communicate and talk it out and work it out because- That's how it should be, okay? Y'all be having issues, everybody has issues when you don't talk or you assume then, you know what happens when you assume, you just ask. Yep. <laughs> I think we're so, we're so afraid of, like we're not gonna break up because we get a heated discussion. Like, we don't argue first. Like, it gets heated, but there's it no, like, I'm yelling. We don't yell. It's just like, I just got strong feelings. Yep. She got strong feelings, and then we gotta, we gotta duke it out verbally. And sometimes he might be a motherfucker. <laughs> and sometimes I might be a motherfucker. I don't call her a motherfucker, yeah. I, I treat to her my face. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can already see you on the phone with your brother and your daddy. This motherfucker's head. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, but I don't need to say it to your face, but I know I need to be respectful of my face. Whatever I say to your face. She an asshole, y'all. You see that? You see how mean she is? I'm a nice southern boy. Treats his wife with respect and the name. Call her out of her name. I just want to get to these solutions. But, you know, I, I think we got, I like that she got some backbone. Always that. I mean that that is key where I'm like make it make sense and sometimes it don't and her mind is like it makes sense like the hell it does and vice versa you're like I don't get you but I need to understand why you think like this and we explain it to each other and even after an explanation it don't always mean it's gonna fly or the other person is gonna agree but one thing that we uh, as a unit can do is compromise and figure out how we can both end up happy. Or at least with what we want and content with the decision and in agreement on how it contributes to our overall goal of our family and our family's success. So um, I can be appreciative of that. And as long as we uh, keep that going, I think we gonna be all right. I don't think I know we're gonna be all right. Excuse me. I mean, I'm, I'm that sure. And as long as you keep talking to me, it won't wane. I know we can chop it up, talk it out, and we'll move on. Yeah, so. That's how it works. That's where we are. Wedding shit, part two, marriage. This is what it is for us. We don't know what it is for y'all, but we hope that it's working out. And yeah, we appreciate y'all joining us. You know, make sure. Follow us on Instagram at Love in the Black, that's Love in the BLK. Subscribe to the podcast. And yeah, let us know in the comments. If you would like to know anything else, if there's anything else we can share with you about our experience as newlyweds, we've been together for five going on six years now. So we, <laughs> we, we know a few things about um, relationships and long distance and bringing it back together and just making shit work so holla yeah yo um she said it all and i'm i'm happy we were finally able to do another episode it's been so long so i'm glad we had a lot to update everybody on and 
there's so much more that's going to happen. <laughs> so I, I think we'll have some really good, uh, I would say, stories to share with, with the world because I think a lot of times we just feel like it's just, you feel like it's just you going through it and it's like, you're not the first. You won't be the last. It's just, will you hear this message when you need to hear it? Tap in with your village and your community. Hopefully, you got some some positive people around you. But and if you don't, cut them off. Cut all the negativity off. Yeah, nah, that's real. That's real. I mean, I, I got my, my my village. You know, I think everybody needs one. And sometimes it may not be your your, your blood relatives, but you gotta have that. You gotta have that village to get through life. Or I just find it uh, amazing that you can do it by yourself without the help. So, you know. Tell people what's going on in your life and, and see if they can, you know, lend a helping hand or, or lend a, a ear. Sometimes all you need, you know, you need to vent sometimes. Yeah. Shout out to our village and our tribe. Yeah, sure. That's all I got, yo. You good? I'm good. Peace out.